This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. It's time for Pope Pope Parliament, where we bring you updates from the Day One Rakyat. So, today's session kicked off with Deputy Day One Rakyat Speaker, Datuk Ramli Mohamad Noor, reminding opposition MPs to submit more questions to the Minister's question time in Parliament. He said that as of 10am yesterday, which is the closing time for submission, there were 14 from the government side and only 3 from the opposition bloc. Sehingga tarikh tutup, ahli-ahli yang berhormat mengantar pertanyaan-pertanyaan MQT pada jam 10 pagi semalam, terdapat 14 pertanyaan MQT yang dikemukakan oleh pihak kerajaan dan hanya 3 pertanyaan MQT daripada pihak pembangkang. Saya sarankan, lebihkanlah yang sebelah pembangkang sebab ini ruang yang berhormat-berhormat berinteraksi dengan menteri. Ya? Mungkin uh, ramai yang masih baru lagi, ambil peluang ini. Kerana berbanding 14 kerajaan yang berhormat kerajaan dan tiga saja daripada pembangkang yang berhormat rugi dari perspektif untuk bertanya menteri. Jadi ketiga-tiga pertanyaan MKT yang dipilih pada hari ini adalah semuanya pihak kerajaan punya soalan. Hanya saya akan beri ruang kepada pembangkang untuk tambahan soalannya. Ya yang berhormat. That was Deputy Dewan Rakyat Speaker Dato' Ramli Muhammad Noor telling opposition MPs to not waste the opportunity to interact with the ministers during the minister's question time. Um, a good reminder indeed, and in fact, what I would actually expect the opposition to do in Parliament, government doesn't need to just talk to government. No, um, ideally, in fact, it should be the time when opposition gets to challenge and put forth in a legitimate way, in a legitimate forum. Uh, okay, so on to the first question of the day from Sandakan MP Vivian Wong to the Ministry of Transport. Uh, she wanted to know about the Malaysian Aviation Commission, MAVCOM, uh, and their long-term plans to tackle overpriced flight tickets between the peninsula and Sabah, especially during the festive season. So, Minister for Transport, Anthony Lok, responded by saying that the ministry takes this matter seriously. He added that the ministry, through MAFCOM, will continue monitoring the price of flight tickets for all domestic flight routes, including routes between Peninsula Malaysia and Sabah and Sarawak. He, he is talking about some of the initiatives um, that airline companies have put in place to offer tickets at affordable prices. Dalam hubungan ini, pihak syarikat penerbangan ada melaksanakan inisiatif khas bagi menawarkan tiket penerbangan pada harga yang rendah. Sebagai contoh, AirAsia Aviation Group Limited telah menyediakan 52 penerbangan tambahan pada tambang rendah tetap dari Kuala Lumpur dan Johor Bahru ke enam destinasi iaitu Kota Kinabalu dan Tawau di Sabah serta Kuching, Sibu, Bintulu dan Miri di Sarawak dari 17 hingga 30 Januari 2023 yang lepas sempena sambutan Tahun Baru Cina. AirAsia juga menyediakan 62 penerbangan tambahan Tambahan 11,400 tempat duduk pada tambang rendah tetap dari Kuala Lumpur dan Johor Bahru ke tujuh destinasi iaitu Kota Kinabalu, Sandakan dan Tawau di Sabah serta Kuching, Sibu, Binturu dan Miri di Sarawak dari 19 hingga 21 April 2023 dan, 20, dan 28 hingga 30 April 2023 sempena sambutan Hari Raya Aidilfitri yang akan datang iaitu pada harga tambang tetap untuk penerbangan daripada Semenanjung ke Sarawak pada harga RM199 dan daripada Semenanjung ke Sabah pada harga RM249. 
Saya difahamkan lepas dua hari dilancarkan sudah lebih 3,000 uh, tiket telah pun dijual. Uh, Kelaluan-laluan yang amat popular terutamanya di antara Kuala Lumpur ke Tawau, Kuala Lumpur ke Sandakan hampir uh, telah pun habis dijual. The Sandakan MP then followed up her question by asking if the government plans to offer flight packages at reasonable prices to students from Sabah and Sarawak during semester breaks. The minister responded by saying that the ministry will hold discussions with airlines to provide cheaper fares for students, especially uh, to Sabah and Sarawak. He said that so far, only Malaysia Airlines had offered a 30% discount on the price of flight tickets uh, to students who are registered with the MH Explorer program. Uh, he also brought up other benefits the program offers, including an additional 10kg bag allowance, um, as well as special offers for family members and fellow students. The minister then said that the MOT would We'll discuss this with other airlines. So let us know, what do you think about these initiatives? Are these tickets affordable enough? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Next up, we have the Brow MP Jimmy Pua who asked the Ministry of Foreign Affairs about the government's stance on the current situation in Myanmar where the, mili the military junta overthrew the previous elected government through a coup d'etat in February 2021. So in his response, Foreign, foreign, Minister's, foreign Affairs Minister Datuk Sri Dr Zamri Abdul Kadir said that the Oh, my pronunciation. You said kudeta perfectly. It's, you know, you have junta coming up. Go for it. I do. So, uh, Dr. Zamri Abdul Kadir said that Malaysia's stand remains clear and consistent in not recognising the junta administration following the military coup. He added that the government is concerned about the political and humanitarian crisis in Myanmar and Malaysia will continue efforts to help Myanmar achieve a solution to the conflict. Malaysia percaya... Situasi di Myanmar ini perlu ditangani menerusi ASEAN selaras dengan piagam ASEAN dan prinsip ASEAN Centrality memandangkan ia adalah permasalahan serantau yang menggugat keselamatan, keamanan, kemajuan dan kemakmuran ASEAN. Majlis Penyelaras ASEAN atau ACC atau ASEAN Coordinating Council ke-32 dan Pemukiman Menteri-Menteri Luar ASEAN di Jakarta telah bermesyuarat pada 3 dan 4 Februari yang lalu. Mesyuarat tersebut telah bersetuju dengan pelan pelaksanaan 5PC atau 5PC yang tertumpu kepada usaha-usaha ASEAN mewujudkan persekitaran kondusif bagi dialog terangkum yang melibatkan semua pemegang taruh di Myanmar. Pelan tersebut dijangka dapat menyumbang ke arah memudah cara penyaluran bantuan kemanusiaan kepada semua rakyat Myanmar tanpa diskriminasi. Dalam hubungan ini, Malaysia akan terus bekerjasama rapat dengan negara anggota ASEAN yang lain dalam usaha membantu Myanmar mencapai penyelesaian yang aman dan mampan. Adalah penting untuk membangunkan pelaksanaan penuh dan berkesan kemuafakatan lima perkara ASEAN atau 5PC yang telah diterima pakai oleh pemimpin ASEAN pada April 2021. Dalam hal ini, Malaysia terus menyokong usaha yang dijalankan oleh ASEAN di bawah kepengurusan Indonesia dan melalui utusan khasnya iaitu Menteri Luarnya seperti yang dipersetujui 
oleh ASEAN pada pemukiman Menteri Luar di Jakarta. Secara tuntasnya, pendirian Malaysia berhubung isu ini kekal tidak berubah. Malaysia juga akan terus menghormati keputusan pemimpin-pemimpin ASEAN berkaitan usaha ASEAN dalam menangani isu-isu berkaitan di Myanmar. Kasih. That was Foreign Affairs Minister Datuk Sri Dr. Zamri Abdul Kadir. Uh, he said that the government believes that the situation in Myanmar should be addressed in line with the ASEAN Charter and the principle of centrality. This is because it is a regional issue that threatens the safety, peace, development and prosperity of the bloc as a whole. So he also noted that Malaysia will continue to work closely with other ASEAN members to help Myanmar achieve uh, a peaceful and sustainable solution. So from international matters, to closer to back home, mm. uh, pension schemes also came up. We're going to take a quick look at that. So Slayang MP William Leong asked the Ministry of Women, Family and Community Development if the government will set up a pension scheme for senior citizens aged 65 and above who don't receive government pension or pension under SOXO. The Minister of Women, Family and Community Development, Datuk Sri Nancy Shukri, responded. Here's what she said. Tuan yang dipertua dasar warga emas negara yang dibangunkan oleh Kementerian Pembangunan Wanita, Keluarga dan Masyarakat ataupun KPWKM sejak tahun 2011 telah menggariskan enam strategi utama. Salah satu strategi tersebut adalah keselamatan dan perlindungan yang memberi fokus kepada keterjaminan hak dan akses warga emas kepada keperluan asas keselamatan sosial, perlindungan daripada pengabaian, penganiayaan dan penderaan di bawah peruntukan undang-undang. Berhubung cadangan yang berhormat selayang dimaklumkan bahawa buat masa ini, KPWKM belum ada perancangan untuk mencadangkan skim pencin untuk warga emas untuk rakyat berumur 65 tahun ke atas yang tidak menerima pencin kerajaan ataupun pencin perkeso. Pada masa ini, KPWKM melalui Jabatan Kebajikan Masyarakat ataupun JKM menawarkan perkhidmatan sosial berbentuk bantuan kebajikan dan keuangan seperti bantuan warga emas BWKM. Yang berjumlah RM500 sebulan Penubuhan pusat aktiviti warga emas ataupun PAWE Perkhidmatan penjagaan warga emas di institusi seperti rumah Sri Kenangan dan rumah Esan Serta program-program yang menggalakkan penuaan produktif Melalui penyediaan ruang dan peluang kepada warga emas Untuk melibatkan diri dalam sektor ekonomi Walaupun dalam skala kecil-kecilan Sekian, terima kasih That was the Minister of Women, Family and Community Development, Datuk Sri Nancy Shukri, who said that currently the ministry does not have any plans to propose a pension scheme for elderly aged 65 and above who don't receive a government pension or a pension from SOXO. So, of course, we're going to open that up and ask, do you think that there does need to be a pension scheme for people who aren't um, on either the government or SOXO pensions? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Finally, the issue of heavy school bags, not something new, uh, but in relation to that, the digitizing of educational materials. So Dungun MP Wan Hassan Mohamad Ramli asked the Ministry of Education what they plan to do over the issue of heavy school bags among students, particularly those in national schools. He also asked about plans to transition physical learning materials to digital ones to save on the ministry's expenses. 
Deputy Education Minister Lim Hui Ying responded and said that any move towards digital textbooks will consider the limited degree of digital device ownership among students as well as internet connectivity. KPM telah melaksanakan penambahbaikan inisiatif bagi menangani isu beg berat secara holistik bermula pada tahun 2022 seperti berikut. Penyediaan lokah sekolah rendah kepada semua murid tahap 1 iaitu tahun 1 dan tahun 2 di sekolah rendah yang beroperasi secara dua sesi. Penyusunan semula jadual waktu bagi membolehkan guru merancang pengajaran dan pembelajaran PDP secara optimum dengan memperuntukkan masa bagi melaksanakan pendekatan modular dan bertema. Mengahatkan penggunaan bilangan buku latihan iaitu tidak melebihi dua buah buku bagi setiap mata pelajaran. Menggunakan buku aktiviti yang disediakan oleh KPM manakala buku kerja hanya boleh digunakan sebagai bahan rujukan atau bahan ulang kaji di luar waktu PDP. Menerbitkan buku teks dalam format digital secara berterusan. Menggalakkan guru menggunakan pendekatan PDP berpusatkan murid dan bekerjasama dengan pihak JAKIM dari aspek penyelarasan uniform bagi murid diberi kelonggaran untuk memakai uniform sekolah masing-masing semasa sesi persekolahan kelas Al-Quran dan Fardu Ain Kafa. KPM yakin pendekatan yang dilaksanakan ini dapat menangani isu beg berat murid di sekolah secara berterusan. Untuk makluman ahli yang berhormat juga, pada masa ini KPM dalam usaha untuk menukarkan bahan sistem pendidikan termasuk buku teks secara fizikal kepada digital dengan mengambil kira pemilikan peranti digital dalam kalangan semua murid dan ketersediaan capaian internet. KPM juga mengadakan sebahagian bahan pembelajaran dalam bentuk digital. Pada masa ini, KPM telah memuat naik sebanyak 754 buah buku teks digital dalam pelantar Digital Educational Learning Initiative Malaysia delima. Terima kasih. That was Deputy Education Minister Lim Hui Ying who said that any move towards digital textbooks will uh, consider the limited degree of digital device ownership among students as well as internet connectivity. She added that the ministry had uploaded a total of 754 digital textbooks through its Delima platform. Um, are you happy with what the ministry is doing currently to help with this heavy backpack issue? What else would you like to see, especially in the short term? You can call 7733-2900. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Those are the highlights we have for you today from the Day One Rakyat. Uh, just a recap of some of the things that came up. Uh, a call for the opposition to be more proactive in sending in questions for the Minister's Question Time. Uh, there was also a discussion about uh, tickets at affordable prices, flight tickets at affordable prices during festive periods and for students on semester breaks. We also heard about um, potential plans for a pension scheme for senior citizens aged 65 and above who aren't entitled to a government pension or pension under SOXO. And finally, about initiatives to address the issue of heavy school bags, um, specifically by transitioning fit learning materials to digital. Let us know if you have thoughts on any of these. You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.